Welcome to the Unitarian Universalist Fellowship of McMinnville podcast. Founded in 2007, UUFM is a gathering place for people who embrace a free and responsible search for truth and meaning. We are located in the heart of Oregon's Willamette Valley wine country. Please visit us on the web at macuuf.org, M-A-C-U-U-F dot org. And if you are ever in or near the McMinnville area, don't hesitate to stop by and visit us. UUFM gathers in love and service for justice and peace. Good morning, everyone, and thank you so much. It is an honor and a privilege to be here. Um, I will share a little bit about myself because as I tell my story, you will see how the obstacles have turned into opportunity, um, which is why I'm standing before you today. So, um, as she said, I um, started the Love Coalition. It was first called the Oregon Coast Love Coalition. Um, I'll get into that, but a little background on myself. I am not from Wheeler. (laughs) My boyfriend is from Wheeler, but I am not. Um, But we do reside in Wheeler, down on the coast, one of the most beautiful places, I believe, in this world. Um, I am originally from Southern California, grew up in Redondo Beach, graduated from high school in Manhattan Beach. I am a fourth generation preacher's kid, turning obstacles into opportunity. (laughs) I recovered. I started recovering from that when I was about 27. Um, Let's see. We moved to Omaha, Nebraska because my parents got assigned there, my mom and my stepdad, uh, to to two separate pastorates in Omaha. Then we moved to Seattle where they, my mother pastored and my father was a presiding elder. Um, grew up in the AME Church, African Methodist Episcopal. Um, I'm fortunate to have grown up in the oldest black church in Los Angeles, First AME. Um, had the pleasure of sitting at the feet of some wonderful people in the 80s and 90s. Um, and they are also part of the reason I am here today. Um, and so I'm thankful to be here. 13 years in Seattle, I was ready for a change. I was in my late Oh, actually, mid-30s, I should say. Um, But when I was 27, I started looking for purpose. And um, not easy to do because I walked away from everything I knew. I was working in corporate America, making really good money, and I was miserable. And so I walked away um, to find my peace and my joy and purpose inside of myself. Um, I've been on the coast now. It'll be four years next month. I moved there um, on a a list of how I wanted my life to look like in a Google search. (laughs) And that is how I got to the Oregon coast. I started in Cannon Beach, made my way down to Tillamook County, and it has been um, full of obstacles, yet full of opportunity. um, It's been a beautiful experience, and I look forward to sharing some of that with you right now. So um, just a little background on the Love Coalition. I'll read our mission. I'm still trying to commit it to memory. Um, But it's the mission of the Love Coalition to cultivate community where we can show up without labels, connecting to one another in the spirit of love, offering acceptance without judgment, and acknowledging our differences in a healthy way where we can learn and grow from each other, all while having the freedom to be authentic without fear or bias. And that's a mouthful, and um, it's, this work is important to me because I think that for all of the lack of peace we have in our world, it's because we don't realize our differences are what make us unique <coughs> to the world. Um, and in those unique times comes obstacles. Um, 
I've, I'm gonna give you the punchline up front. I'm not gonna wait till the end. So what I've learned, it's so funny because as I was preparing this week, I was talking to a girlfriend of mine and I said, why in the world would I choose this subject? Um, all it did is remind me of how much I've overcome. <laughs> you know, and you relive some of those hard moments in your life and it's like, how did I overcome? So the punchline, life is full of obstacles yet life is still full of plenty of opportunity. And to me, the greatest obstacle in life is finding a way to live fully in freedom in spite of the obstacles in our way. So the first thing I wanna talk about, um, obstacles are opportunity to become an overcomer. So funny how we don't like going through things, yet once we get through the outcome, we see why we had to go through certain things. Last year, I was in the process of working on opening a restaurant down on the coast. I cooked soul food down there, um, had no idea that I would be doing that when I got there. I just happened to fry chicken for somebody, and it sort of started a wave of, oh my God, there's somebody doing something different on the coast. I did about 10 months at a restaurant uh, at the Lighthouse down in Manzanita. We did soul food Sundays. I went from that to doing private chef work. So I go into people's homes and I prepare an entire soul food meal there for them. And from that, you know, everybody's like, so when are you going to open a restaurant? Um, you know, just different things. And so I um, found one building in the Halem, actually year before last. That building didn't work. It would have needed a whole commercial kitchen set up put in it. And so I walked away from that and I said, okay, I can still try to make this work. I found some more investors um, and was put in touch with an owner of a building in Bay City. And in this experience, I learned that that building was full of obstacles. Um, I had to start delving into stuff that I'd never done before. I have never dreamed in my life of opening a restaurant. Um, so it's not like I had 20 years of desire of, and aspiration of wanting to do this. I had to learn what it was to get your fire suppression system replaced and go through the codes and electrical inspections and this, that, and the other. Um, running out of money, yet I was determined. People who I had never even met before came to help me clean this building. Um, it was an awesome experience, and unfortunately, the day after I got my pre-inspection um, to open the next week, I had to walk away. Yes. <laughs> I had to walk away. Um, your sigh was what I felt. <laughs> Um, the moment it happened, I walked away just because I knew that would be the best thing to do in spite of all of the work, all of the money, all of the effort um, that myself and several others had put into putting that restaurant together. I walked away, of course, in tears. Um, I cried for 24 hours. I went to sleep crying. I woke up crying. I got one phone call from someone and I shared with them what happened, and I got the phone crying. I mean, my heart was broken. I was devastated. Um, I had no plan B. I had nothing else to fall back on. I had no savings to fall back on. Um, I had no idea what I was gonna do. And I'm thankful in the midst of that obstacle, it was full of opportunities. It was an opportunity for me to learn um, that I could do something that I had never set out to do before. Even though the doors didn't open, I did my part. I got that place ready um, to be opened 
when I did have some naysayers. I had people saying, oh, she'll never be able to do this, or she'll never be able to do that. And there were some days after um, trying to find an electrician on the coast, impossible. <laughs> um, I realized that, you know what? I didn't open my restaurant, but I didn't fail. And even where I fell short, it was still my ladder to getting where I'm headed. And so um, obstacles and opportunity to see your failures, your mishaps, as a, as a step stool to where you're trying to get. It's, it was also an opportunity um, for me to look within myself, right? So many times when we face obstacles, we're always looking to blame something else or someone else. And it gave me an opportunity to say, where did, where, where's my, my fault in this? Um, even though I did everything right, I did some things wrong. And the first thing I did wrong is I didn't listen to my gut. Obstacles teach us, and sometimes it's coming out of the obstacle that teaches us that we should to stop and listen before we move. I saw warning signs, but I was determined. Um, it taught me that sometimes our timing is not the time of what we are wanting to do, right? And sometimes it's hard. We have a goal. We have a plan. We have a dream, and we're looking to get it done. And yet, in the, sometimes it's our timing. Um, time to be pruned. Pruning is cutting away dead things to increase its fruitfulness and growth. Sometimes um, within ourselves, there are things that we need to unpack, right? Feelings of anger, feelings of unforgiveness, feelings of bitterness, feelings of rage, all of these all of these things play a part when we're trying to open ourselves up to something different and something new. Um, and so it really gave me an opportunity. I had a wonderful therapist in Seattle while I was there to help me do some work on myself. And one of the things that she helped me realize was everywhere I went, there I was. Um, it wasn't a good feeling at first to realize that I was probably part of all of my problems because there I was in the midst of all of them. Um, it taught me, that experience taught me um, that even with our best intentions, things are still going to sometimes go wrong. And it doesn't mean um, that there's anything wrong with us. It doesn't mean that um, we aren't supposed to succeed in what we're trying in. But I believe that timing plays a great deal. And so in the opportunity of having time um, to sit, to, to have reflection, to meditate, to reflect, to be, to live in the moment, to experience the fullness of life in the present instead of always worrying about what we're working toward. I've had the opportunity to do that this year because I didn't have a plan B. I didn't know um, what I was going to do. And this year I've done things that I've never done before. That if I was working in a restaurant, running a restaurant, I wouldn't have time to do. Um, I met John about three months after the restaurant didn't open. I would not have had time for a relationship had I had a restaurant. I learned to fish. <laughs> um, had no idea, since I was a little girl with my grandpa, that I would be out on the Nehalem River fishing. And um, it's been, it, it, I sat there one time as we were fishing and I was like, wow, I never thought that I'd be catching fish. 
And so I'm not just fishing, I'm actually catching fish. <laughs> you know, for some people, they grew up in that world. I grew up in L.A. Not so much. <laughs> um, it gave me an opportunity to be. I have spent more time in nature this year than I have in my entire life. I grew up, um, my mom worked with the Miss America system when I was younger. And so I grew up in the pageant life. Glitz and glam, uh, sparkly evening gowns, the whole gamut. Living in nature is something, I remember my paternal grandparents, um, they lived in Mississippi. And I went a couple of times when I was younger and they lived in the country. They lived in Lorman, Mississippi. And when I went from LA, I thought they were the craziest people in the world. <laughs> like how can somebody live this way? They're remote, um, they had cows, they had horses, they had pigs, they had goats, they had chickens. I mean, they had pretty much everything that now I see is a way of life. But because I had never experienced it before, I thought there was something wrong with them. And, <laughs> and here I am now living in a, in a place where a lot of my friends are farmers. And so when I do my private dining, um, I use local, locally raised chickens. Um, collard, my collard greens are grown down there. I use goat buttermilk for my cornbread. Blows my mind that this is my life, but it took several series of obstacles for me to be able to see opportunity where I was and not where I was trying to get. I've um, started collecting agates. I'm now a rock hound. Um, we bought a rock tumbler, and so now I'm looking for things to do with my rocks. Um, so again, it's giving me an opportunity to discover new things about myself. I always said that I wasn't the artistic kind, yet I'm trying to figure out a way how to make jewelry with these rocks. And so many times we give up because obstacle after obstacle after obstacle comes our way. And I wanted to um, encourage all of us that it's not the speed that proves that we have made our way. It's perseverance and endurance. Um, there are so many things that I've tried to do. I've been in the process of writing a book for 15 years. <laughs> Yet, I now feel confident that I can write the book because I had a lot of obstacles to overcome to find my opportunity. I had to find my way of being able, I think the biggest um, opportunity for myself that I realized after last year, I stopped crying after 24 hours. I woke up, I got out the house, I went for a walk down by the Kilchis River, <clears throat> and I heard in myself, it might not have worked out, but what was worked in you will be fruitful. I learned that I could get through some very hard moments. This wasn't the first one, and I know it won't be the last. Um, my grandmother died on my birthday in 2011, and she was the closest thing to me um, outside of heaven. And I had no idea how I'd be able to face that and move forward and not grieve for the rest of my life. It's been an awesome journey to see the opportunity of my grandmother in heaven, heaven bidding on my behalf. Um, I like to say she's my personal angel. So many things happen to us. I, like, I believe that by the time we're 18, Life is meant to destroy our soul. There are so many things to hap that happen to us in our formative years, 
even with the best upbringing, even with the best parents, even going to the best school, driving the nicest cars, life always has a way of interjecting itself to keep us humble and to let us know that there is something bigger than ourselves out here. Um, also, obstacles. It's an opportunity to adapt. No one likes change. Most people don't like change, I will say that. But change is ever evolving. And sometimes when we are headed in one direction, so much happens that we have to totally change course. And I've learned it's okay. Um, plans are good, but sometimes plans don't happen. And it's wonderful to be able to change directions, to shift our thinking, to shift our doing, to shift our inner circles so that we can continue to grow um, and live out our purpose. I've been reading a book lately on the founding of Tillamook in Tillamook County. And it's been very interesting. It was written in the 1800s um, by one of the early settlers, um, settlers, Warren Vaughn. And I want to read this passage and just some backdrop. You can imagine it was not easy to make Tillamook what it is today. Um, the terrain, the weather, the lack of resources, the isolation. Um, I did not think that I would be reading this book to be encouraged. But it looks like, <laughs> it looks like everything in Tillamook was hard to get started. So I'm in good company. <laughs> and so here's what Mr. Vaughn says to us as he looks back on a very discouraging time where it looked like everything that they had been working for was going to dissipate right in front of them. And it says, so all of you who enjoy the advantages of civilization in Tillamook County today, who have all of the comforts about you, such as plenty to eat and drink, to wear with churches, schools, comfortable homes to live in, with roads that open up communications to the outside world, with good mail facilities, with steamboat accommodations to San Francisco, Astoria, and Portland and with stores filled with provisions from the ordinary to the dainty. Let me ask you to turn back the leaves of memory and contrast our position to 1852. Friends and neighbors, miles distant to one another, no food to be obtained other than fish and potatoes, no steamship lines or other mode of travel or transportation, hemmed in by mountains north, south, east, and ocean west living in the middle of Indians that, that could exterminate us in a single night, little children without stockings or shoes to wear, and men and women little better off. Would any of you be willing to trade places? Do you think you could have the strength and perseverance of those hardy frontiersmen to conquer seemingly unsurmountable difficulties and hardships so that future generations <coughs> might reap the benefit of their supreme sacrifice? Can you blame some of those hardy few who, when spring came to leave the country and shake the very dust from their feet, the women and children would have been glad to do so, but everything that they had on earth was here, and they had to stay. That sums up life for me. <coughs> the obstacles, they're not going anywhere. <laughs> Things are always gonna come. Some things we can plan for, but most of them, probably, we have no idea that they're headed our way in the way that they come. But it's also an opportunity for us to look at ourselves, deep with the, inside ourselves, and find our strength, find our healing, 
and find our story to share with others who may need encouragement, going through things that we didn't know that we could get out, get through, yet here we're standing today. All of you here have been through unsurmountable, I'm sure, obstacles that as you faced them, you didn't know how you were going to get through them. But I'm thankful to see you here because that means you've made your way. I want to share a couple of more quotes with you before I close. If I can find where I wrote them, I just had it. Ah, oh, here it is. There's a proverb, one that um, I hold close to my heart, and says, hope deferred makes the heart sick. But when the desire is realized, it is a tree of life. Dr. Maya Angelou said, we will sometimes have defeats in life, but you can have defeats without being defeated. You could fail without being a failure. When you see failure and defeats as merely part of the process to get win. Joseph Campbell said, opportunities to find deeper power within ourselves comes when life seems most challenging. And B.C. Forbes wrote, history has demonstrated that the most notable winners usually encountered heartbreaking obstacles before they triumphed. They won because they refused to be discouraged by their defeats. So I'm gonna ask you to take a moment and consider some obstacles you've had in your life. One of the things that we need to do when we experience obstacles is to learn how to forgive ourselves in the midst of them. And so if you would acknowledge that place within you where you've identified places where you've overcome and obstacles that you still have standing in your way. Trust yourself. Trust the place that you're in. And trust the process. Thank you. Oh, sorry, I have one more thing to read for you. I found this as I was sitting over here. <laughs> this was actually um, lovely. And I, it says anonymous, so we don't know who wrote it. To laugh is to risk appearing the fool. To weep is to risk appearing sentimental. To reach out for another is to risk exposing our true self. To place our ideas, our dreams before the crowd is to risk loss. To love is to risk not being loved in return. To hope is to risk despair. To try is to risk failure. To live is to risk dying. Thank <laughs> you.